How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. Time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am fine. How are you doing today? Delightful on this gloom, doomy day. Did you notice how, um, nothing, did you notice how, um, (laughs) it's been so gloomy here, even like when peaks of sun, like what is it? I don't know. It's it's the way it is at this time oh, of the year. Oh, man. It's not fun. Yeah. I no. don't like it. don't like it at all. But it is what it is. And uh, what kind of a week did you have? You had your boys around. Yes, I did. I still have one boy. Yeah. Around until this weekend, mm-hmm. which when he he will be leaving to start his new job at Jones Day. In oh, you got the name. Yeah, All said right, Lee. Good. I think I was saying Lee <clears throat> last night. I was at Julia Munley's um, kickoff party, yes. and I was talking to my good, my dear friend, who I absolutely love, Attorney Jerry Karam. He's one of the nicest men in the world, and he said, "Lar, congratulations on Sean." Um, he said, "I just want you to know that law firm is one of the most." incredible law firms in the you know I, I think he said world but I, I mean seriously in the in the let's just use the in the country it's okay. huge yeah. but it, it's international so that's why you know we can say that but he did and I've never heard of it I mean not that I should but uh, you know sometimes you hear of law firms I mm-hmm. didn't but he said that is a major coup for Sean now Sean of course is going to law school but he is taking that two-year gap mm-hmm. so he will be working right across from the uh his office, their office, is right across from the Capitol in D.C., so he's very excited about going. Mm-hmm. Starts on the 17th and a few days before his 23rd birthday. Isn't that Martin Luther King Day? The day before. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. All right. So well, he's all good. excited, and of course, Thomas J. has been home for a while, a couple weeks now, and he is going uh, on a several-week, uh, once-again, trip to Europe for work mm-hmm. <clears throat> for, I think, two weeks. Do you get Lots nervous when he tells yes, you Yes, of where? course I do. Oh, yeah, I would That be. day that they bombed the Istanbul airport, yes. the day after he was supposed to fly into that airport. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it scares me to death. But I, what can I do? Nothing. You know, you just no. pray. That's yeah. all. I tell him, text me when you leave, text me when you get there, blah, 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 blah. And he does. He usually is very compliant, so good. I have to give him that much. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But, so yeah, it's been good, and Sean's been around, so um, that's work, because <laughs> you forget when you're not responsible for anybody, kind of, you know, no mm-hmm. pets, no kids, it, and then your kids, your child is there for a while, it's a little more. Mm-hmm. But it's good. I love him, and he's a good boy. So he's been he's been okay. Well, we have to do a shout out to Kathy Gavin 
because we've been hanging out uh, yes, there for we the meant last... To, I meant to tell you we <laughs> forgot that last week. And yes. Yes. Uh-huh. So uh, our famous bartenderness. Y- yes, Brenda Bestoki. <laughs> yes. So if anyone has, looking for somewhere to go on a Wednesday night, and you remember being at Bestoki's with Miss Brenda Bestoki, uh, uh-huh. she bartends at Kathy Gavin's bar on the bar side. Um, at Sternus. And, at Sternus. and sh- so go see her. It's great. We have a lot of fun, and mm-hmm. we're trying to do that. We're trying to establish a, a weekly thing, Lynn, mm-hmm. where as many of us can go that day, we, we will go. So that's mm-hmm. what we're hoping to do. That's good. We, well, had, we had a lot, lot of fun. fun. We, we were with did. the Gilmartins, Katie, Michael, and Nada, yep. Patrick A., DiNapoli and his yes. words of wisdom, pearls of wisdom. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, Meyer and Sean mm-hmm. and yours truly and Lynn Evans. Mm-hmm. So we had good time. Didn't we? We did. It was and, funny. Um, I, I probably shouldn't say this because he probably uh, doesn't need to hear this. But um, Nadigo Martin said to me, you should take Patrick out and put him on a, a road show because yeah. um, <laughs> he's a one-man show. He's so funny. And I said, yeah, but you, you know... You see that side of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I see the other side, too. Unfiltered. Oh, man. So, yeah, I think we'll pass. Stream of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Is that what they call that? Do they say yeah. that? Right? Yeah, just, because <laughs> he just comes out with things that I, there are times I have to honestly say, I've never heard them before. And I know, I've heard you a lot. Think you've heard everything. Yeah, and then all you of a sudden, are, it comes from somewhere. I know. I, I'll hear her say, wow, that's a new one. I've never heard that before. Because <laughs> you've written how many books on him? Oh, little, one, two one and is half printed, or one and a half. And I have the second one in of my his phone. his Patrickism. Yes. So, yes. yeah. And they're not really things we can repeat on the air. No, not at all. <laughs> but, you know, I should start doing that with, my, you know, not a laughs because I give her the Jim Cadenisms. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Yeah, you and got I some say good ones. Them. Even my grandmother will say things, and mm-hmm. I'll say like my grandmother would say, Bubba. So, yeah, that's... Because they're gems. Good. I say them on purpose. That's a way of keeping people close and alive to yes, me. They, when is. you say those things, it makes you feel closer to them. It's funny. I was just thinking that I was at Sanderson State Street Salon the other day. Which I will be at today. Yeah. And and I was um, talking to one of the manicurists, and she said something to me when I was leaving, that she used a, a word that my my grandmother used. And I had I thought all this time that it was a word that my grandmother made up. And I didn't realize that it was something. Well, she may have, and she well, may she have passed may have, it out. Who, what is the it, word? It was a Polish you thing, you know. It was oh, something. Okay. It was something that she used, and I don't even remember what it was. Um, something I can't think of what it was, but whatever it was, when I heard her say it, it just really set me back because uh-huh. I said. Oh, my. Where'd you hear that? She said, oh, my grandmother used to say See, that. Oh, it's a grandma okay. thing. So it's a Polish thing. Okay. I got it. That <sighs> certainly kept go. her close, you know, know. When, when you said that. Yeah. It's always that way. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway. And so, as I said, I was at Julia Munley's um, kickoff, and it was very nicely attended. Very nicely attended. And it was at Posh. Well, let's talk about what <clears> she's <throat> running for. Uh, Lackawanna County judge. Okay. And so this was her kickoff, and she already has been appointed till this seat, and she has to run this year. So mm-hmm. um, 
that was her kickoff. Is that a 10-year term? Yes. Yeah, okay. So she obviously loves being a judge. Yes. And, and wants to continue. You know, the thing about Julia, and I always said this prior for any, number one, what I love about her is, number one, she's a woman, so that sounds good. Number two, she's out and about and everywhere and had been on so many boards. I'm talking for years and years and not just I have to show up at every event because I'm running for political office mm-hmm. or, or like some people do in, in general or yeah. I have to be here or I've got to get involved because she has been doing this and living this for a long, long time. And um, I love that about her. And then, you know, her father has such history and her mother is so wonderful. Um, they're both wonderful wonderful people and they've raised a great daughter and so just the fact that she decided to do this and get involved and take it on is a big thing and she's perfect she's got the perfect temperament she's smart she's kind she's just a wonderful person so she is i think that's a good and wasn't there something else relative to women running for office that we were talking about last night with Katie Gilmore? Yeah, I'm not 100% sure this thing, the, the exact name, but I think she said it was Progressive Women, yes, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Maybe that is the title. That is it. Of women who are reaching out to each other. I guess they're trying to meet on a monthly basis. Anyone who feels so inclined to show up and participate and get and look at ways that women can be more involved in in politics and and not just running for office no but but behind the scenes or it's supporting each other Mm -hmm. and doing what what they have to do because it's um it needs to be done yeah it it should have been done Mm -hmm. last election and it's not so we have to we have to help each other get to that point yeah, so I don't know who you contact. Didn't she say there was no, someone? No, uh, we could find out yeah, who, okay. who that is and okay. tell them the next time. But I think it's a great idea. And I think, um, you know, when you get together and, and you, you feel free to say things. And what Katie Gilmartin said was there were a lot of young college women there, which is a good. And you said immediately, that's a great thing. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and she also said there were not a lot of the same people who get involved in a lot of other things mm-hmm. because a lot of those people don't necessarily want to be involved in politics it takes you know barack obama in his speech his farewell speech he said you know don't complain about it run get out there and run for public office right and yeah. it's hard because of how you're torn down and and beaten up uh mostly women more mm-hmm. than anybody mm-hmm. so um and then you get the baggage of your husband maybe like other people have or whoever you're involved with they're going to pull that out so it, it's it's it makes people shy away from stepping out there i told you and then putting yourself in the arena it's right it's hard and it didn't used to be like that, you know. Well, really, women, more women didn't do it either. There weren't no, a lot of women. No, but I mean, I'm just thinking going back to no. maybe the time, even even with Nixon, with um, uh, G. George H. W. Bush, even in that time, you didn't have any of what's been going on recently. I well, mean, a lot with, of it has to do with social media, though. That's, well, it is, you know, and that's, that's true. That's, that opened of that. up a whole new world. Right. But I just think the, the, the need to tear everybody down, although I can probably go back with Hubert Humphrey and Mondale and think about how they destroyed him because he had had some kind of mental 
something or other. Who, I forget what it was. was. Mondale. Okay. And they destroyed him because he had had some experience. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was. But it, that was kind of the beginning of all of this stuff where people who run for office, everything is fair game. And no matter what you've done or where you've been, people are actually hired to go out and dig up the dirt. I know that. I know. That's what keeps people from doing it. Wow. That's what I say, too. I mean, I think a lot of people who would be fabulous are not doing it because they're afraid of all this. Right, and that's why they always say, if you're thinking, you're a young person, do everything. I tell my kids all the time, do everything right. Watch what you put and put stupid things on social media. Don't do it. Don't put anything in writing anyway, because it always comes back to haunt you, which is why I don't write, okay? Mm -hmm. So I always knew I'd come up with a reason for it, and that really is why. (laughs) Then, So the bottom line is you you don't do it and don't do stupid things yes. that you can then get especially now because right. everything's on camera too yeah. oh that's true you've got camera yeah. as well as you've got written stuff too so yeah. it's you just got to be careful but but that being said some of the stuff is ridiculous because it's just human behavior mm-hmm. and it's pulled out and turned against you and we do need more people to to um, step up and and run yeah <laughs> yeah, of course. So we just, you know, it's just do it. If you really feel like you want to do it yeah. or you want some help, go to these places. Even the League of Women Voters mm-hmm. have, I don't think it's in November, they have yep. Ready to Run that you can go and participate on a Saturday for that. And those things that get you involved. And, and, and there's so much, there are so much, there's people out there who really love that behind the scenes stuff. They'll help you. Yeah. That's so, true. Or ask. Yeah. I love this. I pick up the phone if I'm thinking I want to do something. I call four or five different people who I have that I know are going to give me the, 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 the straight on what I ask them. And yeah. yes, no, maybe, not maybe, yes or no. And I go there. And I ask my friends who I know I can trust and who I have faith in and, and who I know care about me. And I say, can you help me? Lynn is one of them. You know. Do I ever do anything without asking you? No, I really don't. No. There's a handful of women in my life, and they're all women. I do have some male friends who I go to, but I, I always do. If it's a big decision, I, I go to them. And the other one, one is our dear Rosie Broderick. I'll, yes. she'll call, I'll call her. Donna mm-hmm. Barbetti, Deb Peterson, people who I know I can get the information I'm going to need from. Nada Gilmartin. Uh, the, the women who are going to tell you. Find those people. Hold on tight to them and let them help you because that throw it by people. Right? Yeah, I agree. It helps. It does. Mm -hmm. So anyway, we are going to take a quick break. You're listening this morning to The Laurie and Lynn Show. We'll be right back. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Wonderful today. Thank you. And you? Good. What's your name? Mine. <laughs> I don't know. My name is Will the Real. The My real. name is Laurie Cadden. I'm the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And we have Donnelly laughing in the other room because okay. I was going to say, Will the Real Laurie Cadden, please stand up. Remember that show? Whatever. Yes. What is that? To tell the um, truth? Or uh, was it What's that my or line? Or well, I don't know. Something. something. I Anyway, but that was a great show. I know. I, I loved it. Mm-hmm. 
Those people were good liars. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like cooks or con or fakers or bakers now. That the, those on the Food those. Network, they oh. have people who try to uh, the judges, some of the the, the chefs, mm-hmm. and they have these people on, and they come on, and some of them are real cooks, some of them are cons, and they have to decide which is which. And it's amazing the people who really are aren't. It's and, and then they do fakers and bakers the same way. Love it. You watch anyway. too much TV. No, I don't. But I just see. I, on Saturdays, I sit and watch the Food Network. I do. Okay. So that comes on. That shows right. you it. <clears throat> well, my name is Lynn Evans. And I'm the president of Northeastern Financial Consultants. We're a fee-only financial planning firm in Clark Summit. And I'm also the author of a book called Power of the Purse, Fear-Free Finances for Baby Boomer Women. uh, 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 Available on Amazon.com. Thank you very much. I'm also the host of a podcast of the same name, Power of the Purse. Available on iTunes. Okay, so we're going to start with this wonderful article I picked up the other day. Because given uh, the women who are here today, and I'm going to ask us to bring in... Dr. Nicole DeNova for this one because I think this is just too much fun. So, it's called Inside the F-Bomb Breakfast Club. A space for Seattle's badass female founders. <laughs> Love it. I, this is great. I just, I think this is so funny. But but all the funniness aside, it's a very legit and valid organization. The F-Bomb Breakfast Club's first meeting in the Level Office co-working space was before dawn on the first Friday of January. A steady trickle of women climbed the stairs to a co-working space in Pioneer Square. In the window next to the door, a small sign reads, F-bomb here. Inside, the women take off their bulky winter jackets and sit in a wide circle of chairs and sofas, chatting over coffee and snacks. The swearing doesn't begin until the group's founder, Megan McNally, starts things off with an emphatic, I just want to say, and I can't say that word, yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is the first meeting of the F-Bomb Breakfast Club, but the women here are as comfortable as old friends. They manage teams of scientific researchers. They are PR agents for tech firms. They own event planning businesses. They consult for nonprofits. But above all, they are founders or aspiring entrepreneurs in a field dominated by men. The club was dreamed up by McNally during Seattle Startup Week when she was looking to connect with other female founders and entrepreneurs. F-bomb, I'm sorry, that's a caption. There's plenty of happy hours and awkward networking events already on the landscape, McNally said. She wanted to create a different kind of event with an environment that encourages genuine conversation, community, and yes, even dropping an F-bomb when necessary. I literally just want to create space for badass women to come together, be able to cuss and cavort and support each other. I think the peer support piece is absolutely incredible. To hear each other's ideas, to be validated, to have other women in the circle say, hey, I faced that same challenge. Here's a couple of the ways that I got over it, she said. 
McNally herself never intended to become an entrepreneur. She earned her law degree a few years ago, taking night classes while continuing her career in nonprofit work. Then she heard an interview with Spanx founder Sarah Blakely. I love it. One of the youngest female billionaires in the United States and was appalled to hear about Blakely's struggle getting her idea patented. In the interview, Blakely recounted that she couldn't find a single female patent attorney in her state, and none of the male attorneys she went to could grasp her idea. McNally was ready to leap into action. The idea that there are these amazing ideas out there that are never brought to market, that's what really inspired me. I want to change the game for these women, McNally said. She founded her law firm, Doyen Legal, last fall and is specializing in business law for startups. As a female entrepreneur and a lawyer who works with female founders, McNally has had a front row seat to the big and small obstacles that female entrepreneurs face. She recounted instances when judges or other lawyers called her honey or said she looked cute in a courtroom and how many of her male peers hadn't understood why she was upset about comments like these. It becomes a barrier, constantly being patronized, minimized, scrutinized, overlooked, underestimated, McNally said. Then there are the more tangible obstacles. In the U.S., women-led startups receive only about 7% of venture capital funding. In line with studies that have shown only a small fraction of VC-backed startups are led by women. And then there's studies that show us exactly why. Most investors are male. Oh, excuse me. Oh, bless you. Whoa. That <clears throat> came from the toes, did. Most investors are male, and men tend to fund men. Well, those aren't little pebbles. Those are pretty huge boulders when you have a business idea that you're trying to bring to scale, she said. While those obstacles won't disappear overnight, the F-Bomb Breakfast Club is a forum for women to find ways to overcome them and encourage each other through the challenges of entrepreneurship. They meet the first Friday of each month at 7 a.m. in the level offices of Pioneer Square. <laughs> so for more information on that, um, you want to go to the Doyen Project. That's D-O-Y-E-N-N-E. Is that not funny? Uh-huh. I think that's a screen. That's great. I love it. Yeah. And when I'm thinking of absent the F-bomb uh, piece of it, that's really what we envisioned NABO to be a place where women could come together who all of whom own a business or at different levels thinking of maybe starting a business and saying i've been there this is what i've been through or here's a connection that i think you should make go and see this person and really talk about the challenges that we come up with they may not be necessarily related to being women in business they're just business issues but a lot of women feel intimidated to be in a room with a lot of men because they just you know they want to raise their hands and nobody wants to hear them so when you're in an environment with other women, the idea was that you have freedom and safety to share what you want to say. It didn't happen like that for the Nabo group, but mm-hmm. I don't know. So that, I think, was the intention of it, but this one takes it to another level Yeah, with being able to really speak and say what you want to say. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but I just thought it was great. 
I think whatever state that woman is in, where there is no female patent attorney, I think she needs to leave that state. Yeah. (laughs) That was my first thought. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing that's goofy about it is this was this year. I can't believe that in this day and age, there still are no women patent attorneys in an area like like (laughs) Seattle. Seattle, Yeah. Come on. I mean. That's a huge place for yeah. startups. That's all they do. Mm-hmm. It might speak to patent law, though. Oh, maybe it does. Yeah, it probably does. Maybe it does. Maybe boring but when you, comes to mind. But <laughs> when you started... I don't know if women have... Maybe they just don't... It's just not... I don't know. Interesting uh, or... or to, I think, just general culture. Right. Look... Your dad, your uncle, your cousins, a group of guys will go out when you're 10 years old and they'll throw you on the golf cart and you're there and kind of by osmosis, the conversations that happen while you're out there golfing as a foursome, the guys hanging out, drinking some beers and a soda. It's just part of the culture. That doesn't occur as much with girls. Let's say, for example, we all go out with the nieces and nephews or whatever. We take, let's just stay with the girls. We take nieces to go get our nails done or our hair done. But the difference is, is that we're not chatting about business. We're not chatting about math. We're not chatting no. about science. And that's the difference in culture. And that just has to change. It is changing. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, girls want to talk about different conversations. And what we teach girls is amazing. Yes. But I also think that we're missing something. And we're missing an opportunity to teach girls about science, math, business, the things that we just, you know, however many years ago just didn't think was part of our conversation or our culture and the truth is it is our business it is our culture we just don't do it we need to make it the norm that's all yeah well even with that stem stuff and steam and you know those are things that women are i don't know if you saw the paper recently where they had those girls um young girls from lakeland Mm -hmm. doing the chemistry um and being involved and and wanting to do that i mean that's they were working with the medical college wasn't i mean it's just a lot of um and they were freshmen yeah, yeah, young so kids. starting them early. Yeah, absolutely. I just read an <clears throat> article about a woman who was in education in the United States, and she married a guy and moved to Denmark. And her article essentially was saying that she suddenly realized that what we do in the United States is from the moment we have a baby, we talk to them about ABC, we talk to them about colors, we want them to have these amazing verbal and communication skills. We teach them to read immediately. Reading is so important. In Denmark, the same parents of, this, of same age children are talking about numbers, the way that we talk about reading. And so she said that she quickly realized that the three-year-old, when riding in their mother's arms in the elevator, the mother's saying, okay, if we're on the fifth floor and we're going to the first floor, how many floors do we have to travel to get to that floor? So five minus one equals. And she said, oh my God, in Denmark, science and math is the equivalent to what we do in North America for reading. Mm -hmm. And that's why they are successful in science and math. And America's like 54th and or whatever the number may be in the rating. So again, it's just, I think the culture of what we think is important and when we start to teach it and how we teach it Mm -hmm. and that it's not one thing is weak and ugly and you know it's not a case of that it's just that you can't eliminate it from the conversation and and what we educate so yeah another thing i wanted to talk about i wanted to follow up with last week we had a conversation about um, an article that always comes out or some information that comes out every january from the federal government about 
how long will the Social Security stuff right. last? Okay. Right. We get a new number every year. And so I forget even now I bothered to don't even bother to keep it in my brain. But it was something like 2034 or something is supposed to be gone. And that we also talked about Medicare and how important it would be for somebody in Washington or some people to address that issue. And one of the biggest problems with Medicare is the fact that it's the medical cost and drugs and prescription is it's the thing that kills most people. This was an interesting article written by a guy who is um, probably the, the voice of the financial planning world everywhere. His name is Bob Veras, and he wrote this article and said, no leverage equals higher costs. We hear all the time that medical costs are too high in the United States and that Medicare is going to go bankrupt in the future. The president-elect recently told us in a press conference that drug companies are getting away with murder. So how high are drug prices, and are those prices contributing at all to the high medical costs in the United States? A public citizen research report looked at the prices that older citizens pay for their medication under Medicare Part D, which now covers 30, 39 million people. You'd be surprised to know that when the plan was passed by Congress, Medicare was specifically not allowed to interfere with the negotiations between drug manufacturers and, and pharmacies. The researchers compared the total expenditure per capita on pharmaceuticals across the 33 large nations around the world and found that not only did the U.S. spend the most, just over $1,000 a year, per U.S. consumer, but Canada, whose socialized medical system is, is widely derided in political debates, came in second at $750 per person. Separate analysis found that Americans pay much higher prices for patented drugs than any country in the world by a nearly two-to-one ratio. In fact, Medicare Part D pays nearly twice as much as the same medications as the Veterans Health Administration due to the fact that the veterans' ability to go negotiate prices with its own purchasing power. We've got to change that. Uh -huh. Big time. Yep. Okay, we're taking a quick break. We'll be right back with Dr. Nicole DeNova. Here's Lori and Lynn. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And my name is Lynn Evans. I am the president and CEO of Northeastern Financial Consultants. We're a fee-only financial planning firm in Clark Summit. And I'm the author of a book called Power of the Purse, Fear-Free Finances for Baby Boomer Women, available on Amazon.com. And our guest today is Dr. Nicole DeNova, who is the head poobah, the grand, grand, <laughs> the grand poobah of the Veterinary Referral and Emergency Center in Ring. Chinchilla, Clark Summit, yeah. Pennsylvania. Isn't poobah an surgeon. animal? Yes, yeah, it is. Isn't that an animal in no, Australia no, no. or something? I don't no, think what so. it is? No, it's a. Um, but it's Fred Flintstone. It's a no. It's a title of respect. Well, thank it you. Is, of yes. course. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> thank you for being here with us today. Always a pleasure. Love to see yeah. you, ladies. Uh, can we talk about something that's very important in your life? 
Um, sure. There's lots of stuff going on. Oh, that kind of important? Yes. Oh. Yes, that little addition I guess have. so, yeah. I Dear. just, yeah, I have a new baby daughter. Yay! Yeah. Very excited. <laughs> yes. She's and her gem. name is? Tess. I and love, her middle I, name is? Amelia. Love it. Yeah, I love it too. Beautiful name. So is she named after someone or just, um, just love the name? No, I just love the name. And Amelia is just kind of an homage to aviation, my love of aviation. Love, there you go. Mm -hmm. Love it. Yeah. That's, That's great. Cool. Trying to keep the names unique. Uh-huh. It certainly is. Oh, I love it. Yeah, every time I'd look at a name, I would pull it up and I'd say, top three names in 2016. i go, nah. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So she is now what three weeks old? Just just a couple days past three weeks old. Yeah, yeah. adorable, That's wonderful. Yeah, and she's beautiful. We saw. Oh, her. thank yeah. you. It's great. <laughs> so, all right, what else would you like to talk about besides little Tess Amelia? Um. Well, I've got a little announcement we can get to at the end, but... Um, no, let's do it now. Let's well, the other thing I was going to say was, it's interesting because earlier in the show I was listening to you kind of talking about the culture and women in business, and um, just at the end of last year, the hospital uh, engaged, I guess is the only term I can come up with, in... Um, promoting paid parental leave for staff members at the hospital. And it's just one of those things that it made me think about that because mm -hmm. not many businesses do that. And uh, I felt like for our hospital, we had to take that. And it has nothing to do with me having a new daughter. Literally, it was just kind of, you know, this is something that should be so normal mm -hmm. in our country. Yeah, mm -hmm. And it's parental. It's not maternal. It's not paternal. It is yeah. you have a baby. Take some time off and know that we're going to support you in doing that. Mm -hmm. I love and quite it. honestly, I think... If employees are going off having babies, it's an indication that they're happy. Yeah. You know, so let's keep them happy. Let's support them. So. <laughs> no, true. It's true. Little yeah. things like that, I think, make a big difference. <clears throat> yeah. But other than that, in the veterinary world, not too much going on. Um, What's going on is, I think this might be an important topic to discuss right now, but so many people are still of the opinion that if they, as long as they have a, their animal, Let's usually the dogs I'm talking about. If they have the dog somewhere outside in a shed, mm. that's all they need to worry about as far as that animal being okay in really, really sub whatever humane conditions. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And you mean like in a doghouse chain somewhere? Yes. What is with that? I don't understand yeah. that. I don't understand why people think that's all they have to do and right. that the, the animal's fine. I don't get it, and, and I don't know why they want to bring them and in. everything that goes on yes, in that kind of just, situation. So what what should people do in situations like that? You know, there are certainly, uh, and we always have these conversations about the progressions of animals in our lives and, you know, utilitarian versus they've gone from being in the barnyard to now living in our beds with us at night. And, yeah. Um, but when it comes down to just basic care, um, you know, when temperatures are below freezing when they get you know in my opinion sort of like under 40 you have to consider what it would be like to exist in those conditions so they need shelter but that shelter can't just be coverage it's got to be something that provides them some semblance of heat so even if you don't give them external heat support you know you have to have something where that shelter is robust enough to keep them and give them warmth. It's got to have some kind of bedding in there, so on and so forth. It's got to have water that doesn't freeze, so they have to have access to fresh water constantly. So how do you do that? Well, you know, if you refuse to bring an animal inside a house, and I should hope you have a barn or something to keep them in, you've got to create a structure. Um, you know, horses aren't just thrown out in a field with no supportive... Right 
so dogs and cats and those animals are no different. Um, you know, there's always postings when the weather turns foul like that. We are always posting things saying, guys, bring the animals indoors. Give them some sort of shelter. Um, you know, the likeness is you go out and sit in that thing with just a small yeah. coat on and tell me how comfortable you are. And if you can't exist in it, then they can't either. So it's not... It's not appropriate to think that you can house them that way. And not only that, the bottom of the, the pads on their, their feet, you can tell dogs just either don't like the heat or the cold. I mean, it's right. it, they. you can see by the way they jump around. Mm -hmm. It's not good for those little things. Right. Well, they don't have, you know, we have gloves and shoes right. and socks. So they don't. And they absolutely don't. Mm -hmm. um, and people don't realize that frostbite and things of that nature can affect them just as quickly as it can us. So Aww, they, Aren't there people a good think point because they have up. fur on, they're going to be yeah, warm, fine. right? Well, and the other thing is acclimation. It, you can't have a you know a cat or a dog living inside, and then you chuck them out into the backyard right. and expect that in they're nine degree survive. weather they're going to last for two mm -hmm. hours running around. You know, it's the same thing for us. If if you're not acclimated to that weather, it's not right. going to do well. So, but aren't there also? I I thought I saw somewhere, probably on Amazon. Um, that, that they make um, metal, not even metal, ceramic or some kind of bowls that you can put water in that won't freeze. Most of them are electrical, so you have to have some form of a plug-in. Yeah. Okay. I don't know of any that are strong enough, battery-powered mm -hmm. in that kind of cold weather mm -hmm. that will work. Yeah. And quite honestly, you never want to rely on a battery-operated anything no. when it comes to the survival no. or care of life. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, certainly, you know, barns with horses and, and livestock and stuff have water supplies that are heated in that regard to keep things flowing, but, yeah. I just have to tell you, too, there was a show on Sunday morning, you know, the CBS Sunday morning. Yes. And there was a 40-year-old, and I love Steve Hartman does all these great feel-good um, things for them, and there was a 40-year-old old horn harness racing uh, horse and this curmudgeon-y kind of guy who took <laughs> care of him. Yep. And the horse has thrived because this guy, he said he loves him and they both feed off of each other. 40 years, Nicole, that horse yeah. is. I, am, I can tell you stories, which I won't go into today, but I can tell you stories that even when I was in medical school, there are a certain proponent number of people that would try and tell you animals don't remember, they don't know people, they don't have dreams, they don't... I can tell you stories that I have no doubt that animals know exactly who their family, human family mm -hmm. members are. And the incredible, remarkable, miraculous medical turnarounds that will occur simply because they're humans show up. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are mm -hmm. things, the human-animal bond, it's for both of us. It's for the animals and it's for us. And there are things that I've seen that you will never convince me otherwise. Well, it's even it's these beautiful. pet therapy and going into hospice units and to hospitals and children's and bringing, mm -hmm. you know, rabbits and cats and dogs and they make people feel better it's about objective you will see blood pressure drop right you will see you know cholesterol levels drop i mean silly things like that you will see people who suffer from seizures go less frequent between you know effective seizures so on and so forth i mean there's a lot of objective data yeah, it's really neat. Do you so. remember the uh, commercial that usually comes on At from Budweiser? Yeah, oh, yeah. That, where that, that young man, uh, the man had a colt, and he took care of the colt, yeah. and the colt then went to become uh, one of the Budweiser 
Mm-hmm. One yes. of those monsters. Clydesdales. Clydesdales. Clydesdales, yes. And he, you know, like kissed him goodbye and said, you know, it's a big honor, blah, blah, blah. And then he was in a parade a couple years later. And the horse broke from everything else and ran after him because he remembered him. I know that, and I I believe that that's, that's amazing. Fabulous. Amazing. I mean, you mm-hmm. can't. I mean, it, it brings tears to your it eyes. Does. Well, <laughs> and in that TV commercial, it's a little made up, but it's also not made up. I no, mean, yes. right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. It's Absolutely. Art yeah. imitating life there, yeah. but it's mm-hmm. yeah, that's neat. Um, so, do I have a second just to make one go, quick one? Yes. Go. I did want to let everyone know that. Um, uh, veterinary referral and emergency center is going to have a uh, little event it's actually it was offered to us from some clients and through cooper's restaurant so on um january friday january 27th starting at 5 p.m they're going to have um a sort of dinner event selling some small kegs of beer just a great sort of outing and all the proceeds from that evening are going to go towards uh, VREC's angel fund which is a fund that provides medical surgical whatever type of care might be needed through the hospital for families that need that for their pets um, and it's a great way for us just to get together as a community and you know put some lovely injection into the funds that we use mm-hmm. for the angel fund for pets and how much is it um, I don't think that there's actually any sort of cover it's just anything that you do with them oh. that evening is going to go towards the angel fund wow so, that's yeah. great we'll yeah to go absolutely then. absolutely mm-hmm. yes so and mm-hmm. so that's January 27th starting Friday, at 5, five right yeah. at, at Cooper's, Cooper's yeah. which they are wonderful people to that's absolutely. the Cooper's in Scranton right? yeah, that is correct yes. yep. <clears throat> Scranton. okay that's terrific so come join us and have some fun and Good I can cause. attest too that that angel Angel Fund. Um, uh, Nicole, you remember a friend of mine had an issue and she was helped greatly mm-hmm. because of that. So I firsthand know from my friend and from me trying, if, telling her um, what happens and how it works, how it, it helped her with mm-hmm. her dog. So that's yeah, a good thing. Mm. That's a very good thing. So what's going on at the hospital? Is there any um, new, are there any new doctors? Any there new? are some new doctors actually. We yeah. have a doctor that is just joining us in the middle of February, and we just uh, signed on another emergency doctor who's going to be joining us. Her family is relocating from California. Wow. Um, it's always that story about people moving back to this area. Uh, mm-hmm. Her family, she and her husband, independently met married in california but they're both from this area oh, wow. and so they're both they're obviously moving back they have a young child and it's good for them to be coming back and so we're excited to have them join us she's good. um over a decade experience emergency doctor and so she's going to be you know a valued asset to us as well it's terrific so, yeah she's a sweetheart we're really mm-hmm. excited good yeah I love it there, though. I, I go by. I told you. Not, you never, come just to cuddle some kids. I will. That's yeah, what you but do. I, I'm no. Every time I go by, Keep I just think thank, yeah. thank God we have it. Well, we're happy to be there. We, you know, we're the one business that will say we hope you never have to have use to it. come. Yes. But if you do, we're here. We're here. Uh, that's exactly so. the feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's terrific. Okay. Well. If anyone needed you or to get to the hospital, could give give their address and the phone number, please. Sure. It's 318 Northern Boulevard in South Abington Township. And uh, our phone number is 570-587-7777. And our website is vrecpa.com, as well as our Facebook and Twitter accounts. 
pretty straightforward stuff. Okay. All right. All right. So have a great weekend, everybody. Um, some people have a nice long one, so enjoy that. A nice long weekend. Okay. So enjoy, enjoy that. And we will see you uh, next week. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. Be safe and be, be nice. Bye. Bye. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.